Oh, you got a bit of bright brewing, mate. Yeah, I, I really like this beer. I don't know if I've tried much of their other stuff. But They're good, man. Stubborn Russian. I think oh, we had that on Stout Day. Did you just already open that? Oh, shit. Mate, if you know, this is the show. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> I thought you were going to try and put it back then. Because <laughs> I was like this earlier when I was like, wait. Yeah, no. <laughs> All right. Let's, I, I guess we crack straight into that because TJ's cracked straight into it. Well, yeah. Right, do you want to kick us off? I suppose. All right. Um, hello, and welcome to Hey Brew. Uh, this is the second of our limited release episodes. It's great. Uh, it's a concept we came up with very recently. Yeah. And we've already knocked out two episodes yeah, of it. Yeah, I know. Normally, this is a show about beer and storytelling. Today is going to be a little different. Uh, we're going we're gonna to go to light on the story in terms of prepared uh, I w- stories. I would say that there's less prepared story than usual. That yeah. doesn't give us much scope because we don't need to prepare that much. No, but that's true. It's going to be a little more loosey-goosey and off the cuff. Yeah. Uh, because today, um, we're ignoring the Melbourne Cup, but using the public holiday... We're saying uh, nup to the cup. We are saying nup to the cup, but M- we're mostly saying... Mostly out of laziness. But we're saying yup to brewing a beer today. Yeah, we are. That's right. Um, not only that, but we're... Um, we're a threetum today. We are. We're, uh, for the first time in a long time, uh, or ever for us, we're, we're bringing friend of the pod, TJ, onto the air. He does exist. Hello. There he is. Oh, there we go. TJ, how's it going? Very well, very well. Good. Thank, thank you guys so much for ha- having me on the show. Oh, pleasure, mate. Well, um, any interesting beer news from yourself this week? You've been doing any good beer stuff? I know we do most of our beer stuff together, but... <laughs> um, so- so far, nothing much. Um, although the Venom Session Ale that we were just having earlier was really nice. Well, there's an empty can right here, but Wait, yeah, uh, it, it is dangerously good beer, as they say. I'm living by the Session Ales and the Midstrengths at the moment. It's mm. like my new thing is to just drink those yeah. en masse because then you can get not trashed, but drink nice beer. Mm. I think best Session Ale for me, hands down, um, Founders All Day IPA. So good. Yeah, it is a good one. Yeah, I mean, especially today where we've well we started maybe an hour and a bit ago yeah uh, on on the brew process and i think if we're going to be here for another another few hours with what we've got to do you foolishly decided to drive are you leaving your car here overnight no uh, i'll be fine oh we'll we'll deal with it later (laughs) yeah cool Um, i'm going to stay here long enough that i sober up however long that takes Mm. (laughs) potentially overnight then i guess guess i'm going out Um, All right, so do we want to talk a little bit about just very quickly what we're drinking today? Uh, well, let's talk about what we've got in front of us. That's what I meant. Yeah. Um, first. Me? Yeah. You? Me? Um, sure. So I've got from the Bright Brewery, or Bright Brewery, I don't know if there's a the on it, hmm. uh, the Orchard NEIPA. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot, lot of artwork on here of oranges. Um, really getting the measure of the beer before you even get into that. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, what, what, what have you got in front of you? Uh, me, I've got Boat Rocker's Dank and Juicy IPA, mm. which I was in Bottle House, the best bottle house, in, the best bottle shop in the world. <laughs> the best bottle store named Bottle, sh- yeah. bottle House. Yes. <laughs> um, and um, they, they told me, oh, if you get five, if you get four beers, you get 20% off. And I always forget every single time. And I was mm. like, oh, okay. And I was with Jazz and she was like, oh, I'll just go grab one. I was like, yeah. So she grabbed that and I'm very excited to give it a try. Oh, you've not had it? No, no, okay. this is new. But I think Boat Rocker are great. I've got Miss Pinky in the cupboard. I love I love Boat Rocker. I think they make mm. really good beers. TJ, what have you got in front of you? All right. So I have the Maple, maple Bacon from Dainton Brewery. So obviously got a very Canadian theme with, you know, with the flag and the, you know, pancakes, mm. maple syrup, and probably got a picture of like, or like a caricature of 
whistler or band for something in the background. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, being it's... very un-Australian for an Australian public holiday. No, it's a nice looking <laughs> beer. And also ties in quite well to our recent maple syrup heist it does. episode. All right, boys, do you want to pour them out? Let's have a look. Yeah, let's get into them. Cans, cans, cans all around. Yes, it is. Gee, yours is an IPA. Yes. Yeah, man, I think that would be good as a stout. <laughs> the way you described it, I thought it was. No, it does say ice cream, ice cream pancake ale. So, <laughs> so what even is that? Yeah. Oh, wait. Uh, we, we will find out. IPA, ice cream pancake ale. That's not what that stands for. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> it does in, in relation to this particular beer. Yeah. Perhaps. Mm. Yeah, man. All right, sweet. Um, while we taste them. Um, because there's quite a lot going on, we've got to keep this uh, probably kind of fairly brief. But Mike, mm. do you want to do yours quickly? Yeah. Um, well, I'm going to put it in my face first. So yep. talk amongst yourselves. Just make light, light chit chat. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Um, yeah, that's that's quite a delightful little uh, Nipa there. You've had that um, before, right? I have. Yeah. Um, very very hazy. Yeah, it's like does not escape its suffice. No, they've they've got the. Um, yeah, the, the, the citrus and the, the orange flavor actually is more of an aftertaste in there. Mm-hmm. Um, that's really pleasant. Um, trying to find the percentage on that. 6.5. Okay. So we're stepping up a little from what I was having earlier. Yeah, man. So um, you are here overnight by looks of it. <laughs> we'll see. Um, but yeah, that's that's really nice. Like I, I wouldn't say compared to like some of the other Nipahs we've had on the show, it's like groundbreaking compared to those, but it's really tasty yeah, there's something to be said for just doing the job well doing it well mm. and that's what they've done here um i little contest as well we're at my house normally we're recording we mics it's very exciting yeah this is everything's backwards today <laughs> that's twilight zone i don't i've never seen the twilight zone but no, that's my either. twilight zone noise mm. um all right i'm cracking into mine here we go oh Make yeah some noise boys he's drinking the beer don't don't do that <laughs> <laughs> sorry it just it sounds really bad on the mics yeah man that is very tasty. That is quite juicy as well. Mm. When I said dank and juicy, definitely more juicy than dank. I expect it to be like earthy and hoppy, but it's, yeah, that's just really flavorful. Yeah. That's some um, dank. Dank to me is like you can feel the presence of the hops. In yeah, that's yeah. what that usually says. There's um, it's got it's got a pretty bitter smell to it, and it's mm. got a nice bitterness coming through, but it's really tempered by that juiciness. Okay. I think. Don't get me wrong, like I really, really like juicy IPAs mm. um, and juicy pale ales, but I am quite keen to start having some of those big West Coasters again where it's like, yeah. it's more like the hop bomb yes. rather than the like really fruity flavors. It's mm. a bit more wild, but this is certainly nice. It's another 6.2. Mm. Boat Rocker, um, Melbourne based. Uh, it's got you know three different kinds of hop in this. Mm-hmm. A couple of standard drinks. Mm-hmm. It's a nice little can. I'm, I'm very pleased with this. Nice... Um, orangey color yeah very pretty um yeah I, oh man it's it's alarmingly sessionable i feel it could you could, you could yeah. smash quite a few of these <laughs> all right tj Over all right you. here we go give us a review tj takes his inaugural sip <laughs> his first sip on the Hebrew podcast oh. yep you can definitely feel those ice creamy maple syrupy flavors in that mm. yeah uh and yeah the the but, the bacon flavor just sort of lingers on right at the end a bit. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah, it's it's it's, it's a it's a it's a very very interesting sort of experience with this one. I was going to say, is bacon weird in the in in a in a beer? Do you find it strange? Yes and no. I mean, if you think about it as a combination, it's actually pretty good. Bacon and beer is a great combo. Mm. Um, together, well, you know, the proof is in tasting, and it's a yes from me. 
Yeah, sweet. Mm. Fair I enough. mean, we were talking about Dayton earlier. They have been, I think they're putting out like a beer every week and they're always just like it's wild, weird flavors, but they always manage to like find that balance between definitely having that flavor in there, but not like overpowering and becoming like a stunt. Yeah, yeah. I think um, what, what's mad is that like if you looked at any of these, say three years ago, these flavors, mm. you'd be like, it's fucking dumb. I'm not drinking that. Yeah, where's my pale ale? Yeah. But now, <laughs> this sort of stuff is not that surprising. And I mm. wonder when we're going to jump the shark and end up going back to a lot of, like, German lagers. Yeah. Well, Which they're I, starting to come back. They're starting to make yeah. their, yeah. Yeah. Make their way well for, to be honest. When yeah. we went out, TJ and I went out to Hofbrau House recently where we were drinking mm. a lot of um, just Munich lagers and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was great. I had, like, four liters of the stuff. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. Big Steins. Yeah, we're clocking in at about 6% as well, so, you know. <laughs> yeah, okay. Big night. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's what, yeah. like yeah. Uh, 10 minutes to 2 in the afternoon, so yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see how we go. Oh, I think, yeah. I think you meant the, um, the German verse, but um, oh, yeah. yeah. All right, so so what are we doing today, boys? Well, we're making a beer. Yeah. Uh, I feel like you're the most qualified to, to talk through what yeah. we're doing today. Yeah. Um, what have we done so far? What are we making? Well, Maybe start there. I think there's a little bit of context. So I, I make beer semi-regularly, not as much as I'd like. Mike, you've never made a beer. Have you ever been involved in anything like this before? Not at all. Okay. TJ? I, like I said, I had a Cooper's kit years ago and mm-hmm. approved once and that was pretty much it. You've done a couple with me, I feel. Maybe one or two? Yes. So yeah. I... But this is only my second beer with my yeah. full kit. Um, so what we've done today is we've made a single hop uh, pale ale and we made mm. a Cascade. Now, admittedly, ideally, what I'd like to make a Galaxy but uh, I went to uh, Keg King and they didn't have any Galaxy. Yeah. So we're like, oh, we'll use Citra. Didn't have any Citra. Like, oh, we'll use Simcoe. Okay. Um, <laughs> so today we're making this um, single hot pale ale. Um, mm-hmm. We have just done the initial stages where I've boiled the water, mm-hmm. put the grain in with it, um, and that's now extracting the sugars. Mm-hmm. Um, we're basically waiting for that extraction to finish and then restart uh, the next stage of the process. So it's... It's not the quickest thing to make beer. There's mm. a lot of sitting around. But the thing is, if you're doing it alone, I tend to find it's a little dull and you end up just watching TV while you're doing it. Yeah. But if you're with people, I tend to find it, it, it quite fun. Like, you know, we're just sat around talking yeah. nonsense, listening to rock. I mean, we're, we're sitting outside. We're, we're like sitting around this Pretty pot. nice day. Yeah. No, but we're like, beautiful day we've it. got the chairs set up around this pot that's boiling water and it feels almost like we're camping. Because we're sitting around the hot thing. Yeah, it's not bad. <laughs> to be yeah. honest with you, I would take that camping and make a big stew or curry in it yeah. quite happily. Yeah. Damn, why don't we do that? <laughs> Actually, that is a very good idea for when we do that next time. Yeah. Mm. yeah. We won't be recording, but it will be good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and, and so we'll be making about 20, 30 litres today, mm. depending on how the sort of how the equipment fares. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not very good at... M- I'm not very good at getting to the point where I know exactly how much liquid I'm going to get out at the end. Yeah. There's something in my brewery that I don't quite know where I'm losing a lot of water. It's mm-hmm. certainly in the boil. But also, I've just found out my 50-litre pot is a 40-litre pot. Oh, So wow. that's, that's irritated me slightly. Yeah, that's changed like, things up a bit. Yeah, because I'm like, how have I gone from about 40 litres down to about 18 litres? How mm-hmm. has that happened? It turns out it's because the pot is significantly smaller yeah. by about a fifth. Um, so... That's irritating, but, you know. Um, so we're getting into that. It's mm. a nice day here in Melbourne. We've yeah. got the day off for the Melbourne Cup. We, we, we did a recording yesterday as well, so we've done a mm. recording-heavy weekend. Yeah. Um, but I took a four-day weekend, so fuck there you, world. Go. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, so, that's... like, th- throughout the day, we're basically just going to, you know, when we've got bits of downtime, we're going to we're gonna come back and check in. So this is going to, for the, for the listeners, this is going to be a bit of a, like, stop-start experience, but we'll, 
we're basically just doing what we can to, I guess, so, talk through the day and I was the process. We edit it all together into a single podcast. Yeah, no, of course. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But, not that stuff study. But depending on you know how that comes out, it might it might feel a bit like that. But we'll we'll see how it goes. It's, yeah, a, it's, it's, it's all an experiment. Yeah, absolutely. That's it. Any any thoughts so far, boys? Like you know, on the day, like there's a lot of sitting around. Like I say, I'm waiting for water to boil. I'm having a good time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> fair enough. Having a great time while we're waiting on water to boil. I yeah. mean, how how often do you hear that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so not. What are you up to today? I oh, just uh, sat around and watched the pot boil. Yeah, is that a metaphor? Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. There's, there's a new form of uh, therapeutic excitement. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is like uh, adult coloring. Sorry, it's like adult coloring books. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I think um, we've lucked out today because mm. for those of you that aren't in Melbourne, yesterday up until about midnight last night was, uh, I'd describe it charitably as pissing it down. Well, yeah, like throughout, because like we drove around a bit yesterday to get beer and get the supplies for today um, and then recording. And it was like, it was raining steadily throughout the day, but then in the evening it just went full thunderstorm for about, I don't know, half an hour and then just kept going. Well, I had just got home at that point, needed mm. to nip out and get some cat food and I got in oh, the car yeah. and as I got to the end of my driveway I just saw lightning hit in front of me and I was yeah. like, oh no. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, and my car's quite squirrely at the back end anyway, so I was like, gotta take this very carefully yes. as a standing water. Absolutely. Yeah. I was jamming with the band and I could hear the thunder over that so you can imagine how yeah, loud that shit. is. That's yeah. fair enough. <laughs> Man, and that's, uh, that's over... Baz is quite loud guitar playing, so yeah, fair enough. Yes. But um, yeah, so we've lucked out today, and it's actually quite about nice. twenty degrees out. It's pretty nice. I'm not, I'm not overly hot. I'm pretty, pretty, pretty comfortable sat mm. out there around the pot when mm. we, uh, when we make some beers. So yeah, I guess um, we'll check in at the next step. Yeah. Um, see how we're going. Yeah. And uh, yeah, hopefully we get some good beer at the end of this. Yeah. I mean, we'll see how we go. I'm feeling pretty confident. Yeah. Like my my understanding of how to make beer gets better every time I do it. Yeah. So I guess from my knowledge, having never done this before. So how long between today? Well, how long from today will it be until we can actually drink it? Um, realistically, not next weekend, but the weekend after. Okay. Oh, sorry. Sorry. I always forget it's Tuesday. Yeah. So we wouldn't, we wouldn't be able to have it by this weekend. Yeah. But the weekend after almost certainly. Oh, right. I've got a keg, so it'll be on tap in the house. Great. Um, so what I'll do is, um, I'll both portion you both out a growler first of all mm. um, but um, you'll have to come around and we'll, we'll have a few kegs of it and we'll have mm. some more music and you know, a bit of food or something Yeah. but um, yeah you've got from today you've got the fermenting and that's mm. the bit that takes a while because the thing is like based on conditions the time of fermenting can vary quite a bit Right. Um, it can be anything up to two weeks realistically yeah, yeah. you want to get to the point where it's just sort of doing no activity for two, three days, mm. and then you can transfer into your keg and start carbonating right. and stuff like that. So, yeah, depending on how we go, mm-hmm. depending on how the yeast fare, depending on how well we do today, and depending on how, mm, I guess, how well the sort of temperatures and stuff sit, mm-hmm. we could have beer in the keg by about this time next week. But that's, uh, that's on the like early side. Yeah, potentially. Mm-hmm. And then I'll gas it up for a couple of days. Right. I wouldn't, I wouldn't. You can you can gas it in a way that you can make it ready quite quickly, mm. but I prefer to slow gas it and just make it ready. Fair. Yeah. Nice. So, yeah, fingers crossed. A couple mm. of weeks we'll have um, have uh, I'd be on uh, have some uh, pale ale on tap. 
Mm, I'm very excited about it. And we're looking at about 5% as well. So, yeah, nice. Nice and easy. So are we going to go with the Horses for Courses Pale Ale? Yeah, I think so. So, We're not going to call this a Haybrew beer? TJ just recommended it, and I thought it was funny because it was Melbourne Cup. He just like came out with it on a text, and I was like, Ah, oh, that is pretty good. Yeah. That's a very good name. Um, and I, I'll be honest, yeah, I have already put it into the app as horses for courses pale ale. Okay. So, um, yeah, sorry, mate. That's um, all right. I'm forsaking the pod for TJ's great pun. You clearly are. Yeah. Well, it's just it, that's just the name of the beer. I mean, it can, yeah. like the brand is still Hey Brew, so there we go. Technically, I do have a brewery name. I just can't remember the fuck it is. <laughs> hey Brew. Uh, I don't think it's that. Well, it could be. Well, Change it. Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> to Hebrew. Hmm. All right. Well, maybe it's that then. Yeah. Maybe this is my side project. Maybe. What the hell is my brewery called? Oh, who knows? <laughs> All right, Mike. How much time do we have left on our um, the timer? infusion lots? Let's have a look. Uh, it's about 10 minutes. 10 minutes. Perfect. Cool. Shall we well, get back out there? I was going to say, let's uh, wrap this section up and mm-hmm. get back out there and um, yeah, get ready to do some more shit, basically. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so four hours have passed, I reckon, since we last uh, since oh. we recorded that last bit. So, so just before, so we've been we, busy. Well, just before you came in there, you're like it was two o'clock last time. I was like, yeah, and then you're like four hours, and I didn't realize how long it had been. I was yeah. just like, yeah, it was two o'clock. <gasps> oh, oh, how many wow. hours? Yeah, so well, it's a lengthy process. Well, you've done this before. I haven't. Yeah, it's it, just a long process. Like yeah, I say, well, like, we finished it. It was a lot of waiting. We finished brewing ages ago, and then the cooling, the cement, the fat sanitizing the pitching, the placing of the fermenter into the fridge, which was difficult enough. Mm. And then the cleaning. I'm actually pretty low on energy right now. Yeah. I could, yeah. Do, I could do with a coffee. You know, you know what we could do with? We've all got cans in front of us that need to be opened. Could do with the cans. Cans, cans, cans. That might perk us up. Oh, do you want to get around some Let, cans? Let's open us. these and then we'll talk about what we've been up to today. Yeah. Well, the last four hours. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Lovely. Come on. Oh, yeah, it's me. <laughs> Just sitting there reluctantly. There you go. Mm. Mm. <laughs> Pretty good idea, this. Yes. Pretty good idea, indeed. So, uh, Michael, would you like to tell us what you've got there? I sure would. Uh, so I've got another... I've got another... Uh, no, fine. No! That's just gone over the edge there. But quick, paper towel. Sorry, for, for those at home, Elliot's beer <laughs> has just gone a little bit over the top of his glass. And I mean like, nah, it's okay, it's okay. And literally like a milliliter, a it's milliliter like, over the meniscus. Yeah, it looks like it's just sweating. Yeah. Um, so I've over got, the meniscus. Who even says that anymore? Nice, um, nice work done. Thanks. Thanks. Yeah. Uh, do you know what it is? I poured some, hmm, I poured some sanitizer into the lid earlier and I poured it and it was like a perfect like arc on top. It was like mm. a dome of meniscus. Mm. Nice. Exquisite. That surface tension. Yeah. <laughs> So, beer wise, right now. Mate? So, I've got another Dainton beer. You had Dainton um, a second ago as well. No, uh, TJ did. I had another one of these yeah. earlier. Um, but this is the the Raider, which is a very nice single hop New England IPA. Uh, I think you pointed this out earlier, but I am a big fan of the artwork on the front, which That's is right. basically Indiana Jones if it were a hop plant. Yeah. Um, he's got the hat in the bag and everything. And he looks to be sweating. He's also got a dumb face, which I really like. Yeah. It's yeah, kind real, of adorable. Real incredulous, like, oh, what have I done? Yeah. Um, um, he's been chased by a massive ball. But yeah, that's what I've got. What right. you got? Yours is something a little different. I have, from Denmark, I have um, 
and we were just pronouncing this. Oh, we were just trying to work out how you pronounce this, um, which I think is. Uh, hang on. Uh, Would you say to all? To I think it's to all, mm. and it's two beers in um, Danish, but it's some. We generally know it as tool brewing. Um, out of Denmark because we're lazy yeah <laughs> and I've got the tool double IPA and then the artwork for this just appears to be a photograph of the inside of a tent like a large tent sure like on what looks like a building site or you know it could actually well be like a refugee camp or something like that it looks a bit grim doesn't it yeah it's a bit it's a bit uh, brown and yellow in terms of the colour palette yeah it's um their artwork is always quite obscure and a little bit like not quite sure what it is. Mm. So very Scandinavian. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> what is this? It's a chair. What the shit? <laughs> um, TJ, what have you got for us? All right. So I've got from Corumbin, so not as fancy as Denmark. Um, <laughs> oh, I didn't expect you to put the bloody place name in. Good on you. Um, well, I've been there, so I know it. That's a good so point. I've got the hazy DC from Volta, which you've already uh, had a bit of a taste on, but yeah, I haven't. Yeah, out by this time. Um, uh, it will be. Yeah, yeah. Then we just come in first. This little chicken or the egg. Well, yes. Sorry, Carl. Yeah. Um, no, super excited. I mean, I've tried so many different things from Bolter and they've never let me down. Yeah, that was our thing yesterday. We were saying that Bolter's pretty much consistently just good. Yeah. yeah. Like, like even the mid strengths, the IPA, yeah. the double IPA, the but triple it, IPA. But I think between, like, they, they had the hazy, I think they had one called the Daisy as well, spat D A Z Y that we yes. saw in the bottle store earlier. And in this, like yeah. they're starting to branch out into some more, I guess, bold flavors, which yeah. is good because they're still nailing them. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, they're getting up there to be like the Australian Garage Project. Yeah, that's not a bad yeah. Maybe not quite as experimental. Actually, I think Dainton probably could go that direction if you were looking at it. But yeah, I think between uh, the two, we've, we've got plenty to choose from. Mm. Yep. As I said before, there's only one Garage Project beer that I've ever had that I didn't like, and that was that peach one that I had oh, at... Wow. Um, heartbreaker with you and we were like we're pretty sure the lines suck and they've not been kept well these beers and then i spoke to andrew mckay not friend of the podcast um quite clearly and uh, he said that he'd had it and he said it's just shit mm, he just said it's just not a nice beer so mm. maybe it's that anyway should we have a little sip yeah for those who hadn't had them i mean you've had the radio you've been drinking that all day to be honest yeah. all right cheers cheers boys holy fuck <laughs> oh <clears throat> good wild wow <laughs> Yes, delicious. Yeah. Mike, why don't you talk to us about yours first? Uh, you wax lyrical. Yeah, so even though it says it's a New England IPA on the can, it doesn't have a lot of that kind of strong citrus flavor to it mm -hmm. that you know you traditionally associate with that. Maybe it is because we've been brewing all day surrounded by hop flavors and smells and stuff, but I'm getting like a pretty strong sort of hop flavor from it. Um, it's, you know, it's still, it's still pleasant. I'm enjoying it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, considering it says Nipa on the tin, I would have expected a bit more of that to come through. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Mm. Good though. But it's yeah, it's, it's nice and clean and crisp and um, yeah, like it's I think it's like six percent or something. So I'm gonna have to get around it. Um, yeah, it's 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 not bad. It's just not quite what I would have expected from what it says it is. Totally but, fair. But yeah, again, Dainton still making a good tasty beer. Mm. Mm. Um, my description on my can is all in Danish, so I'm not going to bother with that. No. Um, Tell us what you think. It is a Mosakonen Brigger. Yes. Double <laughs> England, a double uh, India pale. Okay. <laughs> um, and it is, 
<laughs> yeah, pretty excellent. Um, mm. Very uh, resinous, like sort of piney flavors. It's like okay. that earthy, sort of sticky sweetness yeah. to it. Literally, the last beer, I was like, oh, I'd really like to have some more of those like earthy, resinous West Coasts. Bang, here we are, like four hours later, mm. and I'm tucking in. Um, 8.5%. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, contains yeah. oats as well, so it's got a little bit of that... Um, um, like haziness to it, so like, yeah, you, I mean, you can't see through that. I can hold no. that up and completely ignore Mike's face, it's yeah. pretty, pretty good. Um, <laughs> no, that's genuinely delicious. I'm really yeah. glad I saved it for post brew, to yeah. be honest. Now yeah. you can sit back and enjoy it. If I can kind of, TJ, what you got, man? What are you thinking? Absolutely. So, hazy DC, uh, again, like as we we're saying, Volta just can't make a terrible beer, so absolutely love it. Um, obviously feeling those really fruity tones and it's kind of reminiscent of that limited edition mango nipa or ipa that stone and wood put out last year oh yeah yeah um i was just telling mike about that earlier we went to beer mash and they had it on tap and it was absolutely delightful um so yeah definitely very reminiscent of that um six percent so you know Obviously, you not know. going to knock you on your ass, but you're still no, yeah. you're on but, your way. But, yeah. but it's walking a, but, slightly on the wild side. Yeah, but, it, <laughs> but, but it's a tall boy, so there's more of it to go around. Yeah, and ab- absolutely love what you, they've you, done. You're not going to be thunderstruck. No, Oy. but for those about to slurp, we salute you, which is a great play on one of their greatest songs ever. So yes, yeah. for those about to slurp, we salute you. Slurp is a horrible word for this. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah it's, I would have gone it's, with it's, sup. But yeah, because it's not soup. So. Yeah, well, or ramen. Yeah. Oh yeah. Mm. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, we've, we've spent all day making beer. I think when we last we when we last checked in, we'd done very little. We boiled the water. Yeah. Uh, we'd put that into. Well, rather, we'd heated the water too. Had we added? Had we added the grain to it? At yeah. That point? It was. Yeah. It was currently at the point where the grain was. Um, the grain was mashing, mm. and we were extracting the sugars from it. Um, from there, we went to... I just caught a fly out of the air. And you let it go. And then I let it go. Sorry, that was wicked. I, everybody saw that, though. That was cool. Well, like, I wanted to applaud, but it didn't sound yeah. like garbage. But then you let it go. I, 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 sorry, I feel kind of rude there because you leaned towards the air horn button on your thingy, and I'm like, I really don't want to go down that route with no, this pod. No, <laughs> um, no. Appla- need, need an applause button. Yeah, I just like the fact that you love the air horn. So she's like, <gasps> no, 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 no. Sorry, I thought we were rude. I'll hold but, back. Anyway. Yes. Um, so yeah, since then we've uh, sparged where you pour more water through the grain to like we get the, what was, what was the, the, the process starting with the V? Or we had a, a Vorloff. Vorloff. That's what it was. Which you can see on the socials. You can. Um, from there to the boil addition of hops. We accidentally blew the flames out because the hops went fucking wild. That yeah. was quite scary. Um, was that just like... So talk me through what actually happened there because you dumped some of the hops in and it kind of just like foamed up and went over the top of the pot. Yes. Is that just like gas in the hops coming out or what was that? Yes. You don't know? No okay. idea. No, I know no idea. No. <laughs> How clear is it? Because I, I wasn't expecting like that kind of a reaction. Yes. Yeah, so I was, I was concerned like one it was of those, like a supernova. Like, well, it looked like one of those volatile chemical reactions you see in like a science class at school where you've just dropped a pellet and, and it's blown the fuck up. Mike, it was a volatile chemical well, reaction. Yes, but it's not so, something I expected no, is what I'm saying. Um, Having seen a hop plant, and these were like just the hop pellets, which are kind of what, processed and dehydrated? Yeah, like crushed and dehydrated yeah. and, and then like put into a pellet. Um, but yeah, so I, I, I don't know what it actually mm. is, but uh, once the, it's got the boil on it, you put the hops in, it tends to go kind of crazy. Mm. Um, so, but yeah, we, we boiled it for another hour. Um, 
We called it, which takes fucking ages. If anyone would like to donate to my fund to getting a new chiller to make it yeah, we way were, more water It was efficient. like a, a middle coil that we were running the tap into from the outside of your house. Yeah. So it's, it's basically... Good. We're using like the temperature difference between whatever that is coming out of the hose and the recently boiled beer. Yeah, uh, and you sort of oh, you, sure. you reach you reach a limitation of how quickly that's cooling it. Yeah, yeah. it wasn't it wasn't great. Yeah, yeah um, no. but it also wastes a heap of water, which in yeah, Australia absolutely. not great. Even though, yeah. like I said yesterday, pissed it down, so probably okay. <laughs> um, yeah, but uh, and then yeah, in the fermenter it goes. Mm. Chuck in the yeast. Now it's in the fridge. By this time tomorrow, we're hoping. It's bubbling away releasing mm. carbon dioxide yeah hopefully so it's a tuesday now so by the weekend we should be trundling along quite nicely i'm hoping that i'll be kegging probably wednesday next week mm-hmm. put the gas on by friday you boys can come around and have a few drinky poos yeah we might even uh feature our own beer on an episode of hey bro it's almost like I've already got it planned. Um, Haven't written it out yet. Stay tuned. Mm. Uh, but yeah, like the, the way that you've just sort of run through the events of the day makes it sound like we were really busy and run off our feet. Most of the time was spent sat around drinking and chatting. And supervising. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> well, there's, there's like lots of little bits of prep yeah. the whole time. It's yeah. like, oh, I've got to get the next bit ready. Yeah, got to get the next bit ready. But with three of us, yeah. like it's pretty manageable. Well, the other thing is as well, like... At times I felt like I was taking control, but the thing is, and I said, well, you two don't know how to brew beer. Yeah. So as far as I was concerned, it was easier for me to just do some of the things than be yeah. like, do this. And you'd be like, well, how would I do it? And it's like, all right, well, yeah, yeah. first step. Um, but like if you guys did some research or, or even did a couple more brews, they get, we'd get to the point where like realistically I could be like, okay, I'm going to do this bit. Do you want to take this? Or like, yeah. you'd be like, oh, I'm going to start this section. Well, yeah, it's one of, one of those things like I've you know, obviously been interested in it before. Um, but, but now I feel like having seen some of the process for myself, having <laughs> not fussed, no, but like, <laughs> have, having seen, out. having seen that and hear you actually use those, the terms in context and describe what's happening. I feel like if I went and now read the process of brewing again, I would actually kind of understand it a lot more. Yeah. But it's, it's a massive hurdle to get over for that first time of, this is completely foreign. There's all these words and terms that get thrown around that don't mean anything unless you're doing this. Perhaps we can look forward to the Hebrews Guide to Brewing. Maybe. Ooh, I hadn't thought of that. Yeah. Be, I'd love to do that. That'd be so much fun. I would yeah. actually yeah. enjoy making a video of that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, because that's, that's kind of like... Yeah, you'll have well, a glossary of the terms. You'll, well, yeah, because you know, that kind of relates back to our, I guess, bigger mission is yeah. kind of being a more approachable window into craft beer yeah um yeah. and i think you know there's probably some value in having a more approachable guide to how to make beer because like the i've already forgotten the word the voloff yeah the voloff like all that is is basically cycling the water back through the grains yeah. to sort of you know clarify it and get some of the grains out of the water itself yeah like yeah. when you say it that way it makes sense but if you said fall off the fuck does that even mean? Yeah. Just some Ukrainian <laughs> gangster dealing in weapons of mass destruction, apparently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah but it, but it's that thing of like if if you go okay, this is a ball off, and then you have a little video clip to say this is what this looks like. It's just yeah, you know, you're dumping the water back in the top. Absolutely, I think there's lots of um, pretty great guides out there. I, oh, so yeah, what I wouldn't I, what, be surprised. What I like to do is when I'm in like the brewing mood, I'll go on the internet and watch. I like Clawhammer Supply. Okay, they're an American um, brew supply company, and they do great little brewing videos where they mm. do like. Nice. Hey, we're gonna do a one-hour brew or something. Yeah, right. Um, 
or like a three ingredient brew. Yeah. Like this one, realistically, we've only used one, two, three, four, five ingredients. Oh, mm. six water. Yeah. Um, uh, seven if you count a little pill, but like realistically, yeah. we used three different types of grain, one hop, one yeast. Yeah. Like realistically, you could do a single grain, single hop beer and I could give you the instructions basically mm. for you to do it and you would be fine. But yeah. I'd like to do like, so I've got plans to do another beer quite soon and I'm going to do that a little smaller scale. I'll probably just do it with a big pot on the oven and do that um, yeah. really hefty um, stout with yeah. chai spices. Yeah, like much it. lower yield. Yeah, I know that's going to be a small batch and I would like to, so I'd li- I love doing stories on the podcast, but I'd like to do a bit more beer stuff as well mm. and like balance it out a little more. Mm. Got to get that's... onto those beer podcast ranks. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. It, it's yeah. kind of like the way you're talking about that kind of like feels similar to, I guess, like the craft coffee scene in a way of like now things like pour over and filter coffee brewing mm. has taken off and it's very easy to do that stuff at home. But there's so many different like video tutorials you can find on like different ways to do it. Yeah. And all it takes is like you do, you need like a few bits of equipment and you're good to go. And then it's just down to technique and process. Um, where you know I've I've tried maybe five six different ways to make coffee at home, but I've found the one that I like. Yeah. And granted, like making beer, you need a, a bit more equipment, and some of it's more expensive. But it feels like there's a similar sort of community aspect to it, where there's people out there that are putting out that content to say here's a way to try this at home here's like maybe the next step if you find that easier or you want to go further oh 100 percent. just like anything else right Mm. i mean that's it you you learn from the best and you learn from you know different types of people doing different things and Mm. as we've probably learnt all right the the last couple of times that i've brewed with you i think there's there's always been an element that's slightly different to what you've done yeah and and it's like Mostly from the perspective of improving what you've done, and yeah, that's that's been a big yeah. part of it for me. Is mm. I think that every time I, every time I do a brew, every iteration, just tends to be a little different because I usually add another step in or I make a step mm. a little better. There's a couple of things here that I could have done differently that I kind of fucked up. Um, I know because I didn't put some of the stuff into my calculator early enough, so I misjudged right. the water, uh, the amounts of water and the temperatures and stuff in here, mm. but. We've still got a good efficiency out of it. We're going to get mm. a nice sort of 4 or 5% brew. Um, it looks like it's going to be a nice sort of like bitter, light, bitter and um, fruity brew for the uh, warm weather which is coming. Mm. But um, the next time I do one, I'll know to do X, Y and Z differently and get a better brew out of it. So Yeah. And it's, it's also that thing of, you know, you, you do a couple and then you go, okay, maybe this piece of equipment is holding me back in some way. Like you talked about yeah. issues with the cooling in particular. Yeah. So you might get to a point where it's like, okay, now it's time to upgrade this one thing just to improve that part. Yeah. And it becomes like this iterative kind of improvement, not only on your own uh, skills or technique, but also the equipment that you're using, mm. which obviously has, has an effect on the, on the product at the end of it as well. Yeah. There's a few things that I'd invest in again if I had to. Mm. Um, but then, you know, renting an apartment, like you run out of space pretty quick sometimes. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> but like I, I, could, I could get rid of some of that. Mm. I mean, I've got um, three fermenting vessels. I need one. Yeah. Um, I've got um, a big chiller and a big, like, um, basket that you've seen. Mm. I don't need either of those. I can get a small plate chiller, get rid of two fermenters. I could get rid of three fermenters and get a small... Uh, one from Bunnings, like a water bu- bucket from Bunnings, and yeah, that would right. be better. 
Um, there's a few things that I'd invest in and change and I could get better efficiency. If I, if I turn around tomorrow and be like, I'm gonna spend $400, mm. I could vastly improve yeah, really. my brewing, I believe. Yeah. But that is, that's the way it always is. It's oh like, yeah. No. Oh, if I spend some more money, I'd be better. It's like, how many, like, you're a very keen guitarist, you're a keen drummer. Mm. How many times have you thought, if I spent a little more and bought a new piece of kit, I'd be even better? Well, or like, I can make a much better sound. I've, I've, that. I've gone from, like, I grew up learning on six string guitars, and in the last few years, I've gone, what if I had a seventh string? And yeah. then I went, yeah, but what about if an eight string guitar as well? Yeah. Just to get those extra few notes on the on the bottom end. And yeah. It, yeah, it opens up and a certain Better amount. amplifiers and stuff. So you're like, oh, oh yeah. I can get a much richer yeah, yeah, sound yeah, out yeah, of yeah, it. Yeah, oh, yeah. 100%. Yeah. And in the same vein, I've gone from just buying a five-piece kit, which is in very good condition, to then thinking, you know what? I'd like to sort of change the way it sounds a bit and mm. then reskinning all of them. Yeah. And then, you know, trying different tuning techniques. Mm. And um, so, which has, which has meant investing more time in my skills, but also yeah. <laughs> investing more money. Yeah. I think it, it yeah, produces yeah. a desired outcome, so I'm fine with that. Yeah, but sometimes it's like, I'm going to no. get this guitar pedal. It's a couple hundred bucks. And then sometimes it's like, oh, this eight-string guitar is three and a half thousand dollars. Yeah. <laughs> I think um, something like this, that. This is, this is the, the nature of any hobbyist is they're like, yeah. what if I spent more money on it? <laughs> surely Pretty I, much. Surely it'll be better. Yeah, it's a lot of fun though. Oh, yeah. At the end of the day, like this is something I do and I haven't done that often. I've probably made like two beers a year for the last four years mm. and I want to do more mm. um, realistically it's just quite a lot of faffing and, 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 and because it's taken us the best part of six hours mm. to dedicate quite a lot of time to it yeah but having a public holiday or, a, or yeah. a weekend day or something is perfect for that I think for me like obviously I've been drinking beer for a while mm-hmm. um, but I've never done this side of it right like I've, I've made that transition with coffee of moving from just buying coffee to also getting invested and actually making it at home well. Yeah. And this is like the first time I've gone behind the curtain as far as making beer goes. So I've really enjoyed it for that aspect. Yeah, glad. And it's it's something I would definitely do again. I don't know if I'm quite at the point of going and getting my own equipment for home, but no, I that think, would be a mad I think like start. Well I think like knowing that you've got the equipment and you want to do more of it, like I'm definitely down to to go again. Yeah. And perhaps even an episode on brewing coffee. Uh, oh, we've, we've TJ, already we've done, done that. that. Yeah, you need oh, to listen. Broken. You need oh. to listen to more of our show. It turns out that was one of our earlier ones. Yeah, it oh. was. That was, anyway, that was number two. No, four. It doesn't matter. It yeah. was a while ago. We'll let that one slide. Yeah, it's okay. You're a busy man. We Sorry. understand. Well, <laughs> what we'll do is just bleep that bit out. No, or an episode on. Bleep, 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 bleep. Yeah, and we're like, but TJ. Bleep, 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 bleep. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, no. I mean, so the next one I'll do is probably going to be that big stout. So like. That might be an interesting one for you, either of you guys, if you want to come and hang out and do it, because mm. I'll be doing a few things slightly differently because I'm doing it on a small scale. I'll be mm. bottling, not kegging. And like, because it's a smaller scale, heating up water doesn't take as long. Yeah. You know, um, you can make quick changes, I think. Mm. Uh, and things like, um, you know, stuff like the, the cleaning and the prep is on a small scale. So it's a bit less of a fuck yeah. about. Yeah, trying um, to change the temperature of 40 liters of water with a with a gas cooker is uh it takes a while yeah whereas i'll be doing like 15 and i'll be doing all the hob yeah you know, it's a bit bit more doable mm. um but yeah it's cool mm. um look we now play the this is the thing is you can do everything right up to this point mm. but if you make like a couple of small missteps just before you put it in the fermenter or just before you put it in the fridge mm. 
it can go to shit. So this is the bit that I'm scared about. You won't know until you get to the other yeah. side. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. You basically just got to wait and hope. Yes. Yeah. So until you start guessing. Yeah, pretty much. So this point is I now monitor the fermentation activity. Mm-hmm. I won't bother to explain what that, how I do that because it's not that exciting. Um, and then we transfer it into the keg once it's stopped and then wait a couple of days for the gas to go through and hope that the beer tastes good. Nice. So at this point, the big thing is sanitization. Like mm. I, I, if I was going to say one thing to take away from any of this is that things have got to be fucking clean. Yeah. Like that keg there has been cleaned like two or three times since I emptied it mm. and sanitized. And I'm going to do it again before I put any beer in it. Well, yeah, because how long has it been since you had beer in it? It's like a question. It was a little while ago, wasn't it, the last beer I made? I'm thinking maybe six to eight months ago. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I guess you'd be cleaning as much as you would anything that sat around for that long yeah. not being used. Absolutely. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I think um, I'm pretty excited to see how this one turns out. Yeah. Horses for courses. Horses for Horses courses. For courses. <laughs> um, not Hebrew pale ale, sorry. Well, maybe next time. Oh. The Hebrew friend of the pod pale ale. A friend of the pod pale. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm just nice. trying to think... Um, Definitely had a name for the brewery before. I can't remember what the fuck I was calling it. So, oh, well. Australian one? Uh, what? Brewery. No, no, no. I mean, no, his, for his oh, yeah, oh, no. I, thought, I thought you were talking about a particular beer. Or just like, oh, oh, no, no, no. Uh, I've always given them dumb names because um, yeah, that's not? me, baby. Yeah, that's, our, that's like the bedrock on which our entire show is built is people naming beers with dumb names. Well, the, <laughs> the, the New England Pale Ale I did with Twee... She wanted to call it Goldilocks, and I was like, ah, I've already picked a name out for it, sorry. And it's because I was playing a lot of Bloodborne at the time, so I called it Traverse the Nightmare Fog Pale Ale, um, <laughs> which is a, yeah. a, a, a deepish Bloodborne reference and not worth it if but you also, don't know But it. also like a pretty decent New England reference. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that was, that was the day. Mm. Um, I'm pretty tired now. I'm going to enjoy this beer. I yeah. think... Um, Maybe we'll sit around. Maybe we'll watch some crap or something. Yeah. Maybe we'll um, play a bit of Jackbox. Could do. That'd be a good old time. Can do. Can indeed, TJ. Can Can indeed. Cans. 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 Anyway. uh, All right. All right. We should probably do the usual... all right, the mentions of the social stuff. Okay, uh, TJ, on, do you want to do the, the social out? mentions? He doesn't know. No, he doesn't. He's, he barely knows. Uh, he follow, follow, me on Instagram. He, follow us, Creative Destruction, Instagram, Facebook. Oh, yeah, absolute. Yeah, Flash the plug himself. No, actually, yeah. this is exactly what uh, Zach and Adam did. It's yeah. just like, yeah, if you want to follow us, it's, uh, it's like, <gasps> Jack. No, yeah. I, I knew it would freak you out, but uh, effectively, I think um, Jeff got probably your best suited to do that. I like the audacity of that. So follow TJ's band Creative Destruction on Instagram, Facebook, and probably not Twitter. No, not Instagram no. and Facebook. Local uh, local rock band here in Melbourne. Mm. Uh, put on a good old show. Have yeah. you got any gigs coming up? Well, we do have one this weekend. Uh, Mr. Boogeyman. Give, give us a date. <laughs> uh, this episode's not going to be out in time for that. All right. Well, what's the next one after? The, that? the next one after. So eighth. <laughs> 7th of December at the Workers Club okay. um, featuring Miracle Mile and Daydreamers a couple oh, yeah. of other local bands so. okay. Miracle Mile good also and Fitzroy Workers Club is wicked nice yeah. and we're back uh, for you dear listener no time will have passed but for us here in the real world where time does pass it's been about three weeks suspended animation podcast yeah um, so yeah we've just finished what 
putting the beer into the keg mm-hmm. and a handful of uh, used bottles that we had lying about. I would also add, and this isn't me being like a grumbly, whingy bitch, but um, <laughs> we haven't finished anything. I finished. Well, you're, no. you're, you're the expert in the situation. And also, there's like no room for like three people yeah. working in there. I, I helped as much as I could. And most of that was putting things on our Instagram story. <laughs> I'm sure moral support counts for something. Well, I mean, yeah, you, like, you sure hope so. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it does. But you guys were just heckling me from the sidelines. Moral support, and it's like, ah, oh, dickhead, look at him with his tubes. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, that's what happened. Very phallic equipment. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we'll we'll talk about that a little bit now. Um, but we've got another beer that we're gonna we're gonna have a little taste of. Yeah. Uh, here for I guess Brew Day Part Two, even though it's the same episode. Electric Boogaloo. Electric Cru- Brugaloo. Brews Control. Cruise control. There you go. Is that uh, cruise, speed? Speed two colon cruise control. Yeah. Uh, so what's I was listening to today? Like speed three, Keanu I was like, <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> um, speed well, three, I wish someone more Reeves. Yeah. Speed speed three. You've got to stop getting on random pieces of transport. Where was it? Anthony Hopkins. Dennis Hopper. Dennis Hopper. Yeah. I, you know what? I'm giving myself that because it's not too far off. Name, Hopkins, name Hopper. wise, yeah, yeah, <laughs> very different. Actors. Both old men. Yeah, now. Yeah, they once weren't. Anyway, no, that's how time works. What are we? Uh, what are we going with today? All right, today we have got, and I'm very excited about this because I saw this online, and then I texted you all and was like, "Well, actually, we, we jumped into our message group known yeah. as Boozy Boys." Yes. Um, and I sent you a picture, and I was like, "Well, I need to get this," and then. You and I recorded an episode recently, and then we went to Carwin Cellars, where we go pretty much every episode, and um, they had this, which is the Garage Project Tequila Barrel Aged Triple Day of the Dead. Wow. This is my first triple beer, I think. Triple as in? As in more than a double. Well, yeah. Yeah. Wait, I mean, stronger. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. So I've had loads of double IPAs. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I've double IPAs. I've had, um, I've had a Belgian quad. That was intense. Mm. Oh, I've had lots of Belgian triples, but that's a different... It's a different style, style yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm excited about this. Yeah. It's really yeah. cool packaging. Yeah, it's it's very... Uh, was it uh, Dia de los Muertos uh, mm. inspired? But there's also like a lot of weird floral well, and kind of alien looking you, eyeballs like all to, over it. Would you like to describe what you're seeing on here? Um... Look, I'm not very good at describing artwork, but I will say that... Well, this could be even better then. Do, yeah, I, do your eyes work? Tell us what they see. Well, they do. Thanks for asking. Um, skulls, artwork, flowers, colours. Real nice. Um, yeah, dude. It's pretty spooky. Yeah. Oh, I tell you what, it why is, don't it, I just read it after it's, that? It's also all across a pink background, so it's like kind of uh, vibrant yeah. in a way. So it is a... Uh, 11% um, lager. It's a black lager inspired by the Aztec beverage uh, Chocotal. Chocolatel, I think. Yep. Uh, you, yeah, like you speak any Aztec languages. And also having not even attempted to read the back of the bottle either. I did. <laughs> just, yeah. TJ's actually just like, like no, I, I do. I just I, speak quite a lot of yeah. Aztec languages. And I, yeah. I memorised the whole thing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, it's batch brewed, extra strong, with smoked chipotle chili, cocoa, agave, and then aged for over a year in freshly emptied tequila barrels, finished on raw cacao nibs. Incredibly dark and rich, the Triple Day of the Dead possesses a uniquely complex mix of spice, oak, smoke, wow. bloke, oh, chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> and he's, he's dipped his knob in it. <laughs> and you'll be pleased to hear 
restrained chilly heat. A true celebration of the I, dark side. I personally am very pleased to hear that. Yeah. All right. This is uh, wild. Bottled September 2019. Enjoy now or for several years to come. Like, if this is good, I'm tempted to get another one and chuck it away somewhat. I chuck it away somewhere, but put, put, put it in storage. Yeah. Um, get a storage locker. Also, Garage Project. Is there nothing they can't do? As far as Make bad beer. Yeah. All that is dark. Yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, you boys have much experience with dark and black lagers? Actually, have you guys like, had the original Day of the Dead? Uh, no. That's in a like it's a black can, I think, right? Um, it looks like this, but a can in black. Yeah, yeah uh, just a smaller one for me. Yeah, that honestly, I think that was the first Garage Project beer I ever tried. Really? And that was at a beer festival back in Christchurch. I can always give you a little more if you want. That's fine. That's um, Michael has to drive. Yes. Uh, I was going to say what a fool, but actually nice of you to come down here. It's a Monday night, folks, for the record. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, the day of the dead, uh, they, they were just doing like tasters cause it was a beer festival and I, I, I saw the, the description, which was, I think it's like a chili infused, it's a, it's another dark ale like it's, this, it's, right? Oh, it's another black lager. Yeah. This and is it, just like, this one's been aged in tequila barrels yeah. and is brewed for yeah, longer. And I, and I saw the description and went, I need to try that. And mm. then it blew my hair off. Oh, I have some beer news actually. And I might. I might say that actually for another episode. Okay. When are we recording next? Next Sunday? Yeah, oh, this probably. Sunday coming. Yeah. It's your app. Shall we taste this beer then? Cheers. Oh Cheers. my God. It smells so chocolatey and spicy yeah. and like you can just smell yeah. that tequila hint. Yeah. Like I know that's all the ingredients listed, but. Oh, wow. Yeah. It, it, sm- it smells a lot of the chocolate and the spice. Oh. And then there's just that little hint of tequila as, as you smell it. Oh, wow. That's really Ooh. chocolatey. And it's not as. It's not as bittery lager as I thought. Honestly, if you told me that was a stout, I would believe it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think it could do with being a bit colder. Maybe my fridge needs turning down. But look, it still does pack a punch. Um, you know, though I agree with Mike. Loads of chocolatey flavors. Um, yeah. That chili really sort of creeps up on you at the end. I, I wouldn't believe it was eleven percent. Yeah, yeah it, it, that's that's very easy to drink for for what it is. Yeah, like concerning. I was expecting to get. Hit with the alcohol or hit with yeah. the tequila taste. Mm. And neither of those are really like punching through, which I'm quite happy about. Yeah. Because that could be quite off-putting. That's, that's pretty great. I'm, I'm, I'm quite into this. Mm. Mm. Definitely going to have to get a bottle and put it down because this, um, this is very good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. man. Well, that, yeah, I, was, I, was, mm. I am, now that I taste a little more, I, I'm kind of hoping that they had one of those flavors kind of pushing through a bit more because it, it is like fairly well balanced between all that stuff, but it's not really hitting through the, the spice. The flavors the are more relaxed or, than yeah. I anticipated. The spice and the, I mean, I burnt my tongue slightly earlier. Right. On a pie. Yeah. Um, so I'm not tasting the spice really at all, yeah, it, but I can it, get the warmth in the back of my throat from the alcohol yeah, and the spice. I'm not, so. I'm not getting so much of that. It, it, like, like you said, it kind of, it's reminding me a lot of just like a chocolate stout that mm. you might get yeah. um, somewhere else, but it's a very good one of those. Yeah, it's a yeah. very easy drinking, which is yeah. nice, Con- I, considering it's supposedly 11% yeah. what you want. And it only comes in 600 mil bottles. I think that is one that's going to have to go in the cupboard somewhere. I think I have to get one of those and age it for a bit and see how it changes. Yeah. Even just a year or two. Mm. Um, yeah, fantastic. All right. So, like you say, it's been three weeks. Mm. Um, what, 
do you want to just give a quick run through of what we've done today in terms of the the process? Yeah. So today what we did is I'm not going to talk about the cleaning and stuff like that because that's really boring. But no. I will mention <laughs> that like, as always with anything homebrew, sanitization and cleaning is like of utmost importance. But what we've done today is we've finally taken it from the fermenter, um, cold crashed it in the fermenter. So dropped the temperature in the fermentation chamber, which is a fridge. Um, so it puts a lot of the yeast down the bottom. It drops it out of suspension. Mm. And then we've transferred it from there into the keg put it on gas and leaving that now to carbonate over the week. We should have some nice fresh beer by Saturday boys. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, so yeah. When, so when you say you've put it on gas, what, oh, what does that mean? Me. Yeah, of course. So um, my keg has two like couplings in it. One where it pushes liquid out. Mm-hmm. It's got a tube that goes all the way to the bottom of the keg. And then um, on the other side, it's got a thing that you can connect a pipe uh, with a special connector anyway. And it, uh, you connect CO2 to it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what gives you keg, the beer in the keg, your carbonation. Yeah. And that's what gives it the power to push the liquid out as well. The, yeah. it, it's served on the gas and it's carbonated with the gas. Yeah. So basically until Saturday, you're running CO2 into the keg yeah. constantly. Yeah. 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 So yeah. basically it, it, it'll, it, it'll find an equilibrium. It'll run in. Mm. And when that, equi- when that CO2 diffuses enough that it's, that the keg is full of co2 mm. and it can't put any more in the fact that it's got a regulator means i can tell you like how much psi and stuff is going in there mm-hmm. um but it basically will will go in until it can't take any more co2 yeah now if you went there now and listened to it you could probably hear it going like bloop, 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 as it like forces co2 sure. in. yeah but um yeah all- i will say too you talked about the the cold crash part and how the yeast all drops at the bottom like when mm. you pulled that fermenter out of the fridge and put it up on the counter there was just like this I don't know, half an inch thick layer oh, of yeah. yeast just sitting at the bottom. And from the outside, it looked disgusting. Yeah, it's kind of gross. Yeah, at the end it, of the day, like if you think about it, it's a very small packet of like liquid that I put in is the mm. yeast. And then it becomes like this inch and a half of yeah. what looks like kind of sludge at the bottom of a bottle. Yeah, or it looks like, uh, like fat drippings or something. Um, yeah. Just like sitting, like from the outside, it looked that way. But then when mm. you you know, had taken all the beer out and then we looked into it afterwards. It was, it just looked like grains and yeast and that, but yeah. it had a very strong smell as well. Mm. Oh yeah. I mean, you, you, you've done a couple of beers before, so you've seen a lot of this stuff, but I mean, yeah, yeah I guess like for Mike, it's all fairly new, but mm. were you, have you, have you been around one often the kegging or anything before? And I think you've done kegging or bottling with me. Haven't you? I haven't done kegging with, oh. you, with you. I think ever. no, we both drank out of it. Definitely. But <laughs> yeah, oh. the, I, I used a bottle and I was saying earlier, it's such a fucking faff and such a pain because yeah. if you brew 40 liters of beer, that's fine. But that is, um, 120 bottles. Yeah. And, yeah. The, and the process to get those beer, get the beer into those bottles. Sorry. is like, you know, turn the tap on, pour it into the bottle. You were putting, uh, it's carbonation drops. So what yeah. they are is actually just like, it's just, um, solidified, uh, like, no, it's sugar. Um, and then when it's in a sealed environment, that will um, create carbon dioxide with any suspended yeast that's in ah. there. Yeah, because of course yeah. we couldn't do the same thing with the CO2 tank. So you were putting beer into the bottle, then this sugar essentially, yeah. and then using a mechanism to like seal a bottle cap on top. Mm. And that, that process in the what five bottles you did was like a couple minutes a piece. Yeah. Having to do that for a hundred plus bottles would drive me insane. Yeah. <laughs> this is why I switched to kegs. I yeah. made the investment and people that make the investment tend to be like, Oh, I remember why. Yeah. <laughs> Cause it's a pain. And then the other thing is once it's kegged and gassed, you can get, um, 
things like you can get bottling guns so you can connect that to your keg and mm. you, you can fill it fill a bottle from the keg so when yeah. it's already carbonated and then they've got like a little switch on them that you can just force co2 into the bottle right so it force all the oxygen out because that's the other thing you don't want oxygen in there mm. that's why when i put it in the keg i put the gas on and then i use the pressure release valve to re- release any oxygen that was in there yeah um because oxygen turns beer bad basically yeah right it. yeah um so this is the bit that slightly stresses me is that for the first time ever i got a fermentate a ferment that was just um not doing anything it was mm. pretty lively and active the first couple of days yeah, and went pretty well to ask you about that yeah yeah and then it um and it just stopped a little earlier than it should. And mm. I didn't really know what to do. So I pitched in a second bit of yeast and it didn't really do anything. Um, so the beer is not as strong as I would like. Um, didn't use all the sugar up and stuff like that. It needed probably more oxygen. And for the original yeast that went in there to be a little bit more healthy, have a little bit more activity and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Um, it should be fine. But I think without sounding like I'm blowing my own trumpet, I've made quite a few, no, I've made a few beers now. And this one felt like I'd got just about everything right. Mm-hmm. Um, we got a good amount out of it. We got, you know, plenty of um, sugars out of it. It was looking good. It was smelling good. It was tasting good. Um, everything was going well until that. And that's yeah. kind of really pissed me off. To be and, and I'll say too, like, you know, obviously having not seen the stuff before myself, you know, as we were doing the stuff three weeks ago, like at a few steps, you know, you were making small adjustments because of how things were going or like how much material you had to use for each step or things like that. So it's interesting to hear you say that everything was kind of going right when you had a plan to start with and were making all these changes as you went. Yeah. So, I mean, none of my own ever goes to the plan. Yeah. I would say I I tend to like, I think that's with most things really. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think a lot of people can and do brew in a really methodically perfect way so that they can do that and they well, can it, be like it made me think of like the difference between for example cooking and baking right like cooking is you can kind of fudge it most of the time but yeah. bake, baking there's almost a science to it where you're adding ratios of things and they rise differently yeah. and, and all that sort of stuff so where would something like this fit? Is it somewhere in the middle between the two? So, it, so I would it, actually say beer making is more like the baking. Yeah. You want to yeah. get things perfect. Uh-huh. But like as you're going through, if things don't turn out as you want, you can do things to adjust for it. So yeah. for example, like we probably didn't mash hot enough. So the, the water that went in the mash originally could have been two, three degrees hotter. Mm-hmm. Um, and that would have got more out of it. Or we could have left it in there a bit longer. And the mash is just the water and the grains when you first combine yeah. them. Yeah. 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 So we could have left that in there a bit longer. We could have mashed a bit hotter to get a bit more sugar out of it. Um, so if you don't get the right amount of sugar, what you can do is use something like dry malt extract, which is basically just like brewing sugar. Yeah. You can put that in it um, to add basically the sugar that you didn't quite get from yep. the grains. So with the yeast, what I should have done was I should have taken that, mixed it with some malt extract or some um, or some existing cooled wort mm-hmm. and like let it like sit in a in like a bowl with like cover over it and then let it like basically rise like you do when you make a yeast starter when you're baking and you can you can basically get it to be like I think it's called proofing in baking. Yep. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So you basically get it to start living and acting yeah. and then you pour it in and basically you're, it's like it's like um, it's like a rolling start for yeah, a better sure. word it's like it's, yeah. it's already 
doing stuff before it gets started. And you tend to get a healthier yeast culture out of it, better ferment, stuff like that. Yeah. I, yeast things are the things I'm not very good at with beer. Um, well, yeah, because you're going from like, it's, it's you know, you're adding so much of this and so much of that, but then you've got this living thing in there as well. Yeah. yeah. And there's an element of, I guess, unpredictability. Well, I've been told that the difference between a good brewer and a great brewer is yeast cultivation and yeast treatment. Mm. And I am a okay brewer. Yeah. So, so I, is it more just about like, knowing how to control what it's doing rather than like or like limit what the yeast is doing rather than like oh uh, no it's, it's, it's more about just making sure you've got a nice healthy active and right. aggressive almost yeast in there mm. yeah cool yeah i'll get there um yeah. I mean, the next beer i'm gonna do when, is, when you're brewing like once or twice a year it's kind of hard to really get these things under your belt yeah, yeah that's the thing and i want to brew more and that's why i want to do the um the stout soon mm. um, and do small batches and stuff here and there. I think I'll bottle that, which mm. I'm already dreading, but you know, whatever. Yep. Yeah. I'll just do like 20 bottles worth. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah. Um, yeah, that'll be, that'll be different. And, that, and I can, and I can try out some things on that, but I haven't done. So, yeah. Um, yeah. But that's it. So, so we, we basically next Saturday or this coming Saturday, we'll have beer on tap. Yeah. Um, hopefully it's okay. Um, yeah. I think it'll be drinkable. I think it'll be. I think it'll actually be quite pleasant. I don't think yeah. it'll be that strong. So and be quite I think nice. uh, you were talking about having a, a story in mind that you might want to tell uh, alongside that beer. Ah, as, yeah. As a as a bit of foreshadowing, we don't have to go into into what that is now. But no, you, you are right. Yeah. Um, I think we'll talk about that after. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. It's your recording next, and I think I've just shot myself in the foot and then uh, just, you know put myself into a second record. That'd be right. Be fine. Yeah. Um, Big weekend. <laughs> Big weekends are the best. Get high all the time. Yeah. Don't ask. Um, <laughs> yeah. So that was, that's that. That's what, we've made some beer. Yeah. Um, I've learned some things. I, and this is the cool thing about actually is I learn something every time I do one. Yeah. Like there's no point where I'm just like, oh, I've, um, I don't know what went wrong. Every time I do it, I usually that will consult people and try and get an idea of some, some of the things. But usually if something happens, I'm like, oh, I can understand why that would have happened. Mm. It's not something that I would have in the first place been like, oh, it'll be fine. It's mm. more a case of like, oh, this is happening. Well, the science of that means it's probably related to this. And I yeah. I see now that it should have been there in this. And how much of it is like just based on how much you don't know that you don't know? Uh, there's certainly things that I don't know I don't know. There's also a lot of things that I, to be perfectly honest with you, I'm not that fucking bothered about. Yeah, right. <laughs> like... You guys saw in the shop. Oh, you didn't come with me, excuse me. But um, in the shop, they had stuff like um, calcium carbonate and stuff. Mm. That's for changing the pH of water. So you can yeah, change the water profile to be more like the water of a specific region. Uh, okay. So, yeah. So so down the road from where I'm from, there's a place called Burton upon Trent um, or Burton on Trent. Burton on Trent. Yeah. And mm. um, it is well known for its brewing. And a lot of people, when they're making bitters, yeah, uh, and some stouts will try and replicate the water profile, so it's got the same mineral profile. Yeah, I was going to say like pH is really just one part of that because yeah. you've got like in England, particularly, you've got quite hard water in some places. I'll have to agree with you because I don't actually know. Yeah, but yeah. but, it, but it'll, it is all based on like mineral concentration, yeah. and water supply, and yeah. things like that. So yeah, people do that, and like that kind of level is just for me. I'm not that fucking fussed. Yeah, unless you're trying to make like a very very particular style. You know, yeah, but for this, um, it was like we we're making a pale ale settle down. <laughs> yeah, 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 absolutely. And like, there's other things that are going to make a difference at this stage. Like the water content is only when you get like you get the perfection levels, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. 
But I'm happy. I mean, mm. we've done beers before, me and Tej. And they've always worked out well. Yeah, the ones, yeah. The ones that make it to keg always turn out fairly fine. Yeah. That yeah. last Nipro I did was okay. That, you, know. you did a stout a couple of years ago. Which oh, that was, was that was a few years ago now, yeah. Yeah, that, that, was, that, that was top shit, man. Yeah, I liked that. It was a bit, bit thinner mouthfeel than I would like, but I was quite happy with that. And, yeah, uh, well... Yeah, that, that's yeah. kind of why I liked it because it was like it felt like a good drinking stat. Like you could have five of them, and yeah, that was good. that was true. Mm. The not, um, not feel bad about it. I but. think annoyingly the best one I've done was that Hefeweizen, which is annoying because I don't particularly yeah, like wheat beer you, that yeah, much. Yeah, you don't yeah. like Hefeweizen. I was like, so. oh, I'll give it a try. I, it's not that like I don't like wheat beer, but like as my preferences go, it's lower down the list. Mm. But um, yeah. yeah, we made a keg of that, and me and you drank that for most of the summer, and we sat out in the back garden getting pissed on Hefe for ages. It's mm. actually really good. It's yeah. really tasty. Uh, doesn't sound half bad. Yeah, it wasn't <laughs> awful. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I don't really know what else to say. Do you have yeah. any other questions, boys, or anything? No. Um, thanks again for having me on the podcast. Oh, and, sorry, uh, yeah, that's Yeah. It's, it's been fun brewing beer. Well, watching you brew beer whilst we give you shit. So. <laughs> yeah. The thing is, there's not a whole lot of like multi-person jobs and involvement a lot of the I time. I mean, not, not at this scale. No, no. And, and not without being like, hey, your job is to clean this. Yeah. Which is, or your job is to hold this while I pour water into it. Like, yeah. I, I guess. It's a bit like... Eh. Yeah. Um, but I think the good thing is, next time around, now that we understand the process a bit better, yeah. I think we can get a bit more involved. Yeah, perhaps. that's it. And, and, and the other thing is like, as you guys now know what sort of what goes on, like the iterations are a bit easier. So like, I can be doing things and be like, oh, I can, all right, get the water to temperature, blah, blah, blah. Like, oh, you, you do this. I'll be doing some other thing like, mm. you know, and like. Half of it for me was just like the language around the different steps and the different terminology for everything. Yeah. That is what was a large part of the barrier. Like, you know, I'd heard terms like mash, wart, all that sort of stuff. Mm. Yeah. But then like actually seeing the process seeing where they fit in and contextualizing all of that really helped. Yeah. I think um, it's just like any hobby is that yeah. they have very specific terms for things which probably have existing terms in the real world. It's just like... In yeah, this- but I think like before, you know, doing this, I would have said like, yeah, I'm a craft beer enthusiast, but then like it's a very, it's a whole new set of understanding that you come into when you're actually going to make it. Well, I think that's one of the things that I really like about it is that it's given me a much bigger appreciation of beer itself. Hmm. So like things like I didn't know how you got bitterness from beer. I just assumed it was like more toasted hot, more, more toasted grain. Right. You don't, you put hops in earlier and it draws more acid yeah. and you get more bitterness. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's pretty cool. And I, I do a lot of reading about it and I do a lot of, um, I think what I actually find really interesting is watching stuff on YouTube, watching people just make a beer on YouTube. Yeah, I, th- I think yeah. Uh, after doing a little bit of cursory research myself, uh, my recommendations algorithm has started surfacing some of that stuff. Mm. Um, I haven't gotten around to actually watching any of it because it's like literally a half hour video of how to make this beer. And I was like, well, I'm not quite at that level. But the thing, <laughs> the thing is, what it does for me is it gives me a bit of inspiration, but it also yeah. like watching someone do it over and over again mm. is almost the same as doing it over and over again. So you can you know the steps in your head. Like, I don't yeah. have to think about what I need to do that's now. Like, like uh, it's just like, I just need the numbers. Yeah, that's like theories around visualization within sports. Like, it has been yeah, right. proven to a certain extent to be quite effective in not necessarily like skill acquisition, but at least like... Sharpening them in, up. In that, in that wheelhouse of, um, you know, understanding things mm. and yeah. um, cementing the knowledge. Yeah, like, if you, if you can throw a spiral and then you watch someone who's really fucking good at it do it a thousand times, you can probably pick up their techniques and be like, I'm going to put that into play. Yeah. Fair yeah. enough. 
Well, it's like so many other things. It's like in, like in, installing a stereo into a car. I mean, I think the first go-to place is to go and watch an instructional video. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, and we've done that <laughs> quite a say, few times. We've done that a few times. Yeah. Now, yeah. So, yeah. Dude, I do, every time I do something on my cars, I'm just like, which is very rarely, admittedly, but every time I've had to make some like improvements, improvements, or like a change or like replace a part, I'm always just like, I'll just go and find YouTube. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. It's One. so good. Yeah, 100%. Um, you know. I don't know about you guys, but I'm a very visual learner for a start. Like, reading something I mean, as so opposed for, to... Me. For, for things like that, it makes a lot of sense. Like, especially if it's like, oh, I need to know what an engine bay looks like in this model of car mm. and then where this thing is that I'm trying to access. Or, like, for brewing, it's, you know, this is what it should look like after I add this ingredient. Yeah. You know, if it's just like in a, a, a written version of that, it'd be like, oh, it should look... It's like one thing that does my head in uh, with doing, like, coffee stuff is when they're talking about you know the grind size for different types of coffee and they're like oh yeah. it should be a medium fine ground it should they should look like and they'll try to use text to describe how fine the coffee should be yeah, wow. so just show me a fucking picture yeah some of them like obviously some of them do but like some sites you go to it's just they're trying to just do text yeah and wild. it's just annoying well for, for me i just i find that i i pick up things visually very easily like for example at uni mm. i wasn't very good at uni and I didn't do much reading, admittedly. But I remember watching a couple of videos on YouTube about um, aphasia and the knowledge of what aphasia is and how it affects people and stuff like that stayed with me much longer than any of the reading I've done. I don't mm. know if I still remember it now, but I watched this one video in 2009 or 2010 yeah. and I still understand and remember most of it. So mm. it's like, I've never used it since. Sure. In very, very briefly, what is aphasia? <laughs> oh, shit. Um, so aphasia is... <laughs> you you um, really opened the door to this yourself, I think. Yeah, so you have something called Wernick's aphasia and Broca's aphasia were the two main ones that we checked out. And they were like, they are speech and um, comprehension disorders around sections of the brain. Um, Wernick's aphasia, I believe, is it affects a part of the brain called Wernick's um, area or Wernick's section or something. It's around here. Yeah. And then uh, Broca's is near the back. Um and basically one of them, if I remember correctly, Vernix is um, when you're speaking, your sort of own comprehension and understanding of what you're saying can disappear. So you could be talking and then you, like the guy was saying like something about like how it made him feel. And he was like, so I can start a sentence and football bathroom blah, 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 uh, uh, and started just saying words and then saying nonsense phrases and okay. like and then just saying like like noises so like and it's like the sentence he's forgotten where he was going well it's not even that he's forgotten it's just well, like yeah, his like, ability to form in, in words terms of properly like how someone yeah. might think about that yeah it's similar to that yeah and then um and then all of a sudden you like you recenter on your back yeah and, and he's like oh, i don't know what i said then uh, wow and it's like really creepy and then creepy it's not very nice way of putting it um and then baroque's aphasia i believe was the understanding of language or the comprehension of it listening mm. or maybe it was I'm trying. Like I remember the term "broker's area" from studying psych, but I can't remember what exactly it was. It might have been the speech thing. Yeah, I could be wrong. I, I forget. Like I said, it was a very long time ago. Yeah. Um. But yeah, and they're both often caused by things like strokes, like um, affecting certain areas. Yeah, that that would make a lot of sense. Mm. Yeah. Mm. I, I might show you after this. It's kind of interesting. Mm. Okay. I'll give one of you a stroke. Yeah. Don't do that. Um. Anyhow. Oh, I think that's um. That weird threat was a wrap. I don't know. <laughs> I think, I think no, just like, that I might, will give you a stroke and end of episode. Yeah. Well, I think that that might be it for, for this for this episode. I think because yeah, we've, we've now done two separate records for one episode. I think I think we've potentially I think gone, we're good. gone on. I think we're good. Yeah. Because um, the next step is obviously just drinking it in about a week. 
and that's um, not really good listening for anyone. Yeah, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, absolutely. All right. Um, so I guess it uh, just leaves us to mention the social media business. Yeah, power um, Shall I? Please. <laughs> please do. No, please. That's like I shit on. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Make it quick. Come on. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it's about that. Um, yeah, so across Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, you can find us at Heybrew Podcast. Uh, you can also send us emails. Hello at heybrew.zone. Um, this being a limited release episode, I don't know. We can't really tie anything into what we've talked about other than, I guess, beer suggestions. Yeah, no. If you're, seems, if you're interested in, in knowing more about beer, I'm happy to point some people in the right direction. For mm. If you want to know more about making beer, excuse me, let me know. I'm happy to talk about it, but I'm also happy mm. to point you in the right direction for some resources. Yeah. Uh, I can recommend some great YouTube channels. Um, there's also some great books out there. Admittedly, I've not read any of them, but I do know that they're quite <laughs> you well. You know that they're well regarded. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, for example, Kafka on the Shore, apparently brilliant. Um, and uh, people really like um, the works of George R. R. Martin for some reason. I've, I've, I've heard that yeah. no these weren't <laughs> books about brewing it's just, just no, books I've never read uh, these, um, books. these are the books yeah. I own <laughs> here are some books and I will mention them yeah um, no so, so do let us know um, otherwise um, yeah send us more things to drink yeah um, and the ever present request uh, I guess for iTunes reviews uh, yeah. if, if you can spare the time to Pop one in there. Uh, it, it does a world of good for getting us out yeah, there. Just slip one in us. Uh, for, for us. Yeah, through iTunes. Yeah. Yeah. Slip, yeah. slip five in us, and by five I mean five stars. Yes. Yeah. Well, it's not for us to say, but we can <laughs> strongly... It's not, but if you're going to leave less than five, don't leave it. Whatever yeah. you can fit in, just get it in there. <laughs> and on that note, <laughs> this has been Hey Brew. I've been Mike. I've been Elliot. I've been TJ. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers. Oh. Cheers. Cheers. I mean, I've only had the Palmer there, but yeah. You basic bitch. Yeah, uh, that's you me. You say that like Palmers aren't the best. Yeah, good. They're just a lot. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of great food. It's a lot of chicken. You're a lot of chicken. You're still mad at fried chicken. Like, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Fried chicken's amazing. No, fried chicken's amazing. But a Palmer is a lot of fucking chicken that isn't fried. You're fucked, mate. Palm is probably one of the greatest. What in the fuck is going on right now? I genuinely believe Palmer's might be Australia's greatest cultural contribution to the. Oh, I'm not denying that. (laughs) Oh, food wise, yes. No, just cultural contribution at all. Yeah.